Uh, welcome to the Doing It My Way podcast with Chris Polis, Pat Prashini. Uh Tonight Good our evening. guest is a, a successful entrepreneur that we're going to celebrate, uh, Keith Dugan. Keith, welcome. Thank you very much. Hey, Keith. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it, guys. Thanks for yeah, coming. Yeah. We jump right in. Where were you born? Uh, Hawthorne, California. So Cali yeah. guy. Uh-huh. Cali guy. Nice. Yep, exactly. Hawthorne Memorial, which I don't know that it still exists, but uh, that, that was the hospital. And how long did you live in Hawthorne? Well, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, oh, that's the podcast. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the short answer is, like a lot of my youth, I don't know. Okay. And uh, so I know I lived in Hawthorne. I lived in Torrance and then kind of got moved around. I ended up from the age of about uh, five in foster homes. Okay. So I grew up in foster homes kind of. A few different places. Yeah. So in in, in L.A., uh, in, L.A., in L- Greater L.A., and then um, uh, majority of my youth when I was from I was nine years old, I lived in Covina, so up in the San Gabriel Valley. Got it. And that's where I grew up. I went to college at Cal Poly uh, Pomona. Eventually, Mount San Antonio before that. So yeah. so the foster care system. Um, was it like a big house, big house, or were you? Did you live with families? You live with families. Okay. You tend to get moved around a bit because. What year? You know, what, what year is this, Keith? What What years? Oh, what years? I'm sorry. Um, let me think about. It. Uh, probably from 1961 on. Okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, your first, I mean, did you go to public school? All public school. All public school. Yes, sir. Yep. So you, your first recollection of public school. Third grade, probably fourth grade, something like that, maybe? Probably, yeah, probably fourth grade-ish. Yeah, yeah. Vaguely a, vaguely remember uh, in, I was it kindergarten or first grade, when they used to have the little mats that they would make you sleep on. Yeah. And like they tried to make you take a nap, yeah. right? Yeah. A bunch of five-year-olds try to take a nap. <laughs> and they, they had a, I remember, vaguely remember a milk cart. Somebody oh, had yeah. yeah. Milk ice cart. cold, right. ice, ice cold, cold cart. Ice cold cart. Were they still milk? doing that when you were in school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. So uh, like vaguely once, remember once that. Once a week, we got the little ice cream with yeah. the wood spoon. Yeah. But for the most part, I remember what would have been about fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. And good memories? Like what? Yeah, mo- yeah, you know, I ended up, I got lucky. I had four siblings. They ended up in, We unfortunately, we all ended up in different foster homes. That's weird, right? Over an so, extended period of time. And I got, I was probably the luckiest one, being the youngest one, in that I ended up staying with the same foster parents from when I was nine till all the way through high school. Oh, wow. Oh, that's huge, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that yeah. is the the unicorn in the foster system. In the foster system, it's a big mm, one. wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and in the most important years, the teenage years and junior high yeah. and high school, and yeah. and mm-hmm. so you had some consistency. Very, yeah, very much so. Which yeah. which is unbelievable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. did those those elementary school stuff? Were you a good student? I was a, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go off on a tangent here about what it's like to be a foster kid. But at the end of the day... If you want to, you can. I uh, love yeah, it. At the end of the day, f- foster kids are... You're just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Did you... Were, Frankly, you, w- were yeah. you aware of that when you were a kid? 
you you were aware that you were different and you were embarrassed that you were different. Right. But you 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 weren't like I get that. Yeah. But you weren't like saying, "Oh shit, I got to survive." You were probably were you like, "Oh shit, I don't want to pack my bag tomorrow and go somewhere else." Or that, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, like yeah, I've because only, I've only seen what I've seen on movies and sure, stuff. Yeah, so if I don't, you if you were in the foster care system and you got moved to you know picture it like you're a little kid, right, five years old, mm-hmm. and you go live with these people and they're nice people, and then they go, oh well, today Billy, in my case Keith, uh, we need to. <laughs> they pack. called you Billy. <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to pack your stuff because you're moving somewhere else. Yeah, and you didn't wow. you didn't really have much of. Like you didn't have any perspective as to why. I'm sure there was an explanation, which I, I don't recall. But which didn't mean anything. It right. didn't mean anything. All you knew was that at any moment, whatever you knew was this is home and this is normal and these are my parents could end. So so like just in that in that vein, like was there trepidation or or maybe even terror coming home from school? Walking up to the front door, do you remember? Was that like scary? You know, that was so long ago. It's hard to it's hard to de- it's hard to describe it as it, it's more of a it's more of a hidden fear than mm-hmm. it is a sort of an outright fear. Did you, you, right? Yeah, you, you don't just, you don't keep a bag packed. Yeah, you don't keep a bag packed, but, but you but don't acquire you're shit. You're very you're very aware that you better behave yourself because uh, you fuck. always you just always assumed. That the reason you had to leave you're bad. was because of you. Oh, right? oh, oh my God. Yeah. That's that's a, a, a heavy weight for a, a kid, right? Yeah. And and not being able to actually figure out why you have that weight on your on yeah. your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, I don't know what the foster care system's like now. I just hope it's better. <laughs> well, and I, I, yeah. I would think like many things in the fifties and sixties that were kind of nice, mm-hmm. uh, I would think I, I, I hope that wasn't the peak and the best part, and it yeah. went downhill from there. Uh, I can't yeah. see it being better. I mean, either. Which scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's, 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 it's funny because you think of you, you couldn't have any permanent permanency. Yeah. Like, yeah. What was, I will tell you one thing, though, that was really interesting and, and is probably unique to somebody who went through my circumstances, and that is that as a result of never really having permanent parents, right? Because my siblings went to different homes Mm. and they had different parents and then they didn't have those parents anymore, so they had different parents. As a result of that, when we grew older and were able to reconnect, because not being in the same homes, we were tight. Oh, nice. Really, really tight. I'll bet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. We kind of all reconvened and said, okay. Shit, we made it. <laughs> we made it. We're the family unit. Yeah. Oh, and, that's wonderful. And we probably loved each other as siblings way more than most siblings well, do. Well, because you, you appreciate things more when you can lose them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Wow. That, that's really that's really cool. And what yeah. about those those the age nine to 18, those parents? Yeah. Were, mm-hmm. were, were those like your parents? Yeah, they were. I mean, well, as, 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 they're the closest thing that I can remember as parents. Yeah, you spent 10 Christmases spent, with them spent and all that. 
a long time with them. And yeah. Was there, other, I, was there other siblings in the house? There was other foster kids. Other foster kids. And they had one adopted daughter. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, but the, there was a kind of a rotation of foster kids, mm. which was weird. Wow. Weird too, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, Andrew's going to be with us. You know, he's, he, he's your, he's your foster brother. And then, you know, and you'd see a year Andrew. later, Andrew's mom is better now, and she's going to take Andrew. And right. Andrew's yeah, now right. replaced with Pat. Yeah, yeah. So like when, or, when you were in like yeah. seventh grade, wow. you had foster brother A, and eighth grade you had foster, foster yes. brother B. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially on on the kids. Um, on, and junior high sucks. D- junior high, oh, yeah. junior high sucks with perfect family. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Show me was, the perfect family. I, in nineteen, what? Let's see. Junior high would have been nineteen sixty nine. I was the only kid with a butch haircut in 1969. <laughs> where, where, where did you go to junior high? Uh, let's see. It was it was Ruddock, R-U-D-D-O-C-K, junior high school in Covina, California. Yeah. So. Our, our good buddy uh, grew up in Covina. Yeah. Oh, kidding. Yeah. 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 No kidding. Yeah. What's, uh, his, what's his name? Tim Rogers. Okay. That, yeah. He's, he's, younger, he's younger. younger. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's younger than both yeah. you and I. Yeah. Yeah, he's a child. Well, then he's really young. Yeah, and he looks older than us. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing is he doesn't that, listen to this, so he won't hear it. That's just a dig. That's a dig. No, no. He, he, unlike our other billion followers, he says yes. he'll listen, but he doesn't. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So were you, you should tell him you could, we could track you. You know, we could track you. <laughs> did, did you play sports in uh, elementary, or did you get a job? Or? Uh, no, mostly, yeah, exactly. We got... You worked. So you got a job. Yeah. What, yeah, was, you, you what was your first job? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Clearly, it? distinctly. So I was probably six or seven. Awesome. And um, <laughs> I delivered the Herald Examiner newspaper on Sundays. So you had to buy, pick a number, X amount of, you had a, a little route, right? You had a neighborhood route. And people would leave the quarter under their mat if they wanted the paper that day, right? Oh, shit. And this is a morning uh, paper. Morning paper on Sundays only, right? Okay, so you had to go look at the mat to see so if you, you had get a to go. Yeah, so you had to buy the number of papers. This is the best part. Oh, wait, you In had terms to, of entrepreneurs, you had to front right? the money? <laughs> <laughs> you had to buy the papers, so you buy them from the Herald Examiner for whatever. 19 cents and you sell for a quarter, right? You're seven and you have to figure out this math? Seven. And so here's the best part, right? Is that you had to, because you were going to make six cents of paper, 10 cents, whatever it was. And so you had to buy, let's say, 30 papers, right? Well, people are on vacation. They forget to put the quarter out, What you know, whatever. Uh, So you end up buying 30 papers. And that week, only 20 people left the quarter. So you had 10 extra papers and you had to, do something with those papers or you lost money mm. right? because you paid, you already paid for 30. Right. 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 So I used to have to go in front of the grocery store and schlep the rep, the balance of the papers. Otherwise you lost money. And, and, and a quarter was the, the face value of the paper. Yeah. Yeah. So quarter was the face value. you, you yeah. needed 10 grocery buyers yes. to give you a quarter. Oh, that's exactly right. Did, oh did, my gosh. Did, uh, yeah. Who set you up with that job? Foster parents? I can't remember. You know, uh, yeah, it sounds like remember, Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and then we had we had another job too. Me and my two brothers, we used to mow lawns, right, in the neighborhood. Yes. You know, they push mower and, and the old hand edgers. You guys probably don't remember those, but oh I, yeah. 
And uh, so, you know, people would pay us at the time. It was like, it was like two bucks right. to get your lawn mowed and edged, right? And so we do as many lawns as whatever. I, and I can't, it must have been my older brother probably went out and got the, uh, got the jobs. But we'd do that for the neighbors. And then we'd split up the money at the end of, after we were done working, we'd split up the money. And I remember I'd have enough money to go to um, the whatever the little convenience store was. Stop and shop. Stop and shop, whatever it was. And you could buy a 45 record, right? Yeah. You, you're too young, Chris, to remember 45s. They were this big, it's right? It's like 50-something. You could buy you could buy 45 <laughs> records for, I don't know, it was probably 80 cents or 90 cents. So you take everything you earned that day and over several hours. No, buy like <laughs> two and a Slurpee. <laughs> What, 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 you remember what you were buying? Uh, music? Beatles. On oh, the 60s. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Uh, a lot of Beatles, as I recall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that, that had to be, that had to, right. <laughs> Just trying to think about it. That had to feel good earning money. And if you're like, you kind of feel good about yourself as a, as a, Kid and foster well, care, you, right? You walk into that store all cocky. Yeah, like, you've dude, got I'm money. I got a couple yeah. albums and a Slurpee. I got like, a, I got a dollar <laughs> ten. I'm rolling, baby. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. And then so you had you had jobs all the way through uh, uh, elementary, all the way through, and yeah. then junior high, same yeah. thing. Yeah. So we anything the, stick? The folks that that I lived with had we 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 thought at the time it was a, a we'll call it a ranch, okay, mm-hmm. uh, in in the unincorporated part of Covina. So we had cows, chickens, pigs, horses. Wow. Um, what else do we Sounds have? like a ranch to me. Goats, turkeys. Everything. Whatever, oh, right? But, yeah, we had like two pigs, one cow. You know, not a ranch, So you had right? to do labor, didn't you? Yes, exactly. So you had to get up and <laughs> clean every, the stall. Every day mm-hmm. you were cleaning stalls, feeding animals, so you'd have to get up at oh dark thirty in the morning, make sure everything got fed before you went to school, right? And then were you guys were you guys eating these? Yeah, yeah. Ended up, yep, exactly. We'd were you butchering them or raise a cow to butcher, raise yep. pigs to butcher? Wow. Yeah. So, so, so got to feed were... the foster kids. So, it, but I it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I drove by this ranch uh, several years ago just to go see the old oh, house. Oh jeez. If I were guessing, the house was probably. I don't know, twelve or thirteen hundred square feet with five kids and two parents. Yep. And the ranch was quarter acre. <laughs> not maybe. Maybe wow. maybe a quarter acre. And, and yeah. you had full livestock. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. somebody's backyard. Yeah, we'd have three horses, a cow, a couple pigs. Yeah. Oh, did you was, get did you yeah. get fresh eggs? Yes. Oh, how fresh, great was that? Fresh eggs. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Oh, yeah. that's funny. But uh, you learn. So, was there still livestock there when you went and drove by? No, no it's all changed. Yeah, it's, it's not. All, yeah. What used to be the horse trail in front of our house is now a big street. Yeah, two or three lanes wide. Yeah, that's that part in Newport in the Back Bay where there's still horses and. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Over over yeah. there by Sergeant Pepperonis. That's yeah. pretty nuts over there. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. They got big properties. Yeah. Um, what was what was the transition from junior high to high school like? Well, the good. Uh, the good news is, is that I was still going to school, I think, with the, most of the same kids. Okay. Right? So that was cool. You had friends. You had friends, and it yeah. wasn't weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably yeah. gets starts getting weird, right? Because you start 
growing up and noticing girls and shit's getting a little weird and you're a foster kid on a farm and yeah on and, a farm. and well let's let's put it this way I was not the cool kid in high school. I, yeah. can, ass- I can assure you of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, yeah, you were but, the... But also, yeah. every kid thought that. Not in, every in, kid. In there, ju- was, junior, uh, I mean, there was... Junior... Cool there was kids. always the no. cocky... There was... No. You're right. You're, no. There was I mean, always... Yeah, you've been watching too many 80s movies. Yeah, yeah there John, was, John Hughes has affected yeah. me. There were super cool kids in high school and... They all peaked early, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, fuck yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, there was always yeah. like a 15-year-old that was so confident, you oh. thought he was 20. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 And he did so. peak then. Yeah. Did did uh, you play sports or anything in high school? No. Just worked? Oh, uh, yeah. Do, uh, do you have fun in high school? Like laughter, hijinks, chicks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we did. We had... A, in, and this rem- is the early 70s? I remember junior high as having b- even more hijinks. Maybe it was just the kids were all crazy at the time. But, mm. uh, you know, we, we we did a lot of cutting up. In, and this is late 60s, early 70s? This would have been, uh, I graduated high school in uh, 74. Okay. So yeah. late so right 60s. Then. Yeah. So smoking pot is popular or not? <laughs> well, I didn't do. I mean, growing pot in Covina probably had to be popular. <laughs> on, on the farm. <laughs> well, see, see, Pat, you bring up a good point. I would, I didn't do any of that stuff because... Scared shitless. Scared shitless, yeah, you get thrown out. Yeah. Oh, you're homeless, right? You're yeah. about to... God. Right, so you didn't, you didn't do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did dumb stuff, but no, you but, didn't do that but stuff. like in the late yeah. 60s in California, I think, as a East yeah. Coast kid from Pennsylvania, that everybody was doing that. Yeah, well, but not no, me. yeah, exactly. you, still have, you still have a crew cut then? I did. Yeah. yeah, all the way, probably junior and maybe junior in high school. Yeah, got yeah. it. So I was a nerd. Hold on. <laughs> in good grades, decent, average. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what was your? You remember your first car? Did you get a car? Yes, my first car was a motorcycle. At sixteen um, or seventeen, I think sixteen or seventeen. And my dad, so people talk. What kind of motorcycle? Like my kids now, right? It's like, you know, it's like, well, what car do you want? And Mm, as long as it's reasonable, right, right. What do you want a BMW convertible or a coupe? You help them. (laughs) You help them with the down payment, blah blah blah. My dad, uh, my foster dad, Fred was his name. Fred said, "Okay, great. uh, I'll I'll help you buy a motorcycle." And he loaned me, as I recall, a hundred bucks for the down payment. Might have been a little more, but like a hundred or two hundred dollars loaned. Right, right. Didn't right. give me two hundred dollars. Right, right. Loaned me a hundred bucks, which had to be paid back. Right, which got you the motorcycle. Got me the motorcycle. Which was what? What? Yeah. What was it? A Honda three sixty, as I recall. Yeah. Yep. And so right. you had that through what your through your junior that, year. I drove that all the way through college. Oh jeez, right? got it. And I drove that. So I drove that for a couple of years. Then my first automobile was a 1955 Chevrolet pickup truck that I think I paid $600 for, mm-hmm. um, which was... Which was almost 20 years old. At the time, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was a like piece six, of shit, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the kingpins were out, so you could barely steer it. <laughs> right? Uh, but that was my first car. It looked like it had been painted with a paintbrush. I'm pretty sure it was, actually. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what was graduation like? High school? Yeah. 
Um, see if I can remember. Yeah, kind of normal, as I yeah. recall. Yeah. Did you have pressure? Did you have pressure thinking I have to go to college, or did you want to? Was there a path? Great question. Um, actually, when I went to my foster parents and said, "I think I want to go to college," I was only seventeen, so I graduated high school when I was seventeen. Um, when I went to them and said, "Hey, I think I want to go to college," their response was, "Why?" Why don't you just go get a job? That was the response. Wow. What, what, what did that feel like when you heard that? You know, I, I, don't, re- I don't recall being, like, upset about it or anything. It was just kind of like, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. I just had this intuition that, like, I think my life's going to probably be a little bit better if I go to college. Other kids are talking about going to college, so. So the, the peer group where everybody's getting ready to go to school and you bring it up, hey, I want to go to college, and they're like, yeah. ah, no thanks. Yeah, it was kind of, why? why? It was why. They didn't go to college. Right. And my, my, my foster mom was from Alabama, okay, rural Alabama, because we used to go visit her folks in the summers. Ugh. And this is in 19, like 1971. Oh, and geez. her parents, are you... Ready for this? Still had an outhouse. Oh, yeah. 1971. And it was freaking 100% humidity and oh, 90 yeah. degrees. Yeah. So they're, to them, like going to college, like, yeah, what are that's you like, about? that's like, yeah, yeah. that's like silly yeah. talk. Yeah. Exactly. You could have pigs in your backyard if yeah. you work. <laughs> exactly. If you work hard. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't blame them. Like, I don't, they didn't know any better. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. Did, did, uh-huh. you, did you, when you graduated high school, did you already get in? Had you already gotten into college, or you knew you were going to go? Or uh, no, when I graduated, well, it's kind of a funny story, odd, right? Um, all of these are kind of weird stories, but um, so when I, I hadn't, I'd graduated high school. I was seventeen, and the foster parents they were pretty strict, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're the only kid in high school that's got a flat top haircut still, right? So. Right, you you were sort of following pretty tight rules, you know. In you know, you're in, you're a senior in high school, and your curfew's ten thirty. Mm-hmm. They right. want you. Did they want uh, you to go the, into the military? The or football anything? game ended at ten. Like, how could I get home by ten thirty? Right, There's still a lot of fun to be done, right? Um, but it was that's just the way it was, I mean, and that's fine. But uh, so seventeen graduated high school, I. Uh, a buddy of mine and I, we met these girls from like Lancaster at the, at the LA County Ooh, fair. Lancaster girls. Yeah. Lancaster <laughs> girls. Yeah. And uh, so we decided to drive up my buddy out of Volkswagen. We decided to drive up and visit these girls. Of course. So I left the foster parents a note and said, Hey, listen, right. I fed the horses, did whatever else it is I needed to do. I'm going to go with Warren, my buddy, and we're going to drive up to, I don't think we told him we're going to see girls. We're just going to go do something, right? And um, so when I came back, remember, there was no cell phones in those days, right? right? So it wasn't like they could call you or you were calling them, right? You just... Right, nobody's talking. You just came back 48 hours later or however long <laughs> it was, right? And they, there was a note on my bedroom door that said, this is a true story, um, your services are no longer needed. Mm. And um, so <laughs> I called my buddy up with the Volkswagen, and uh, it, you know I obviously talked to the 
to the parents and they were like, hey, you know what? You, you know, you left without telling us what you were doing. You know, you're still living under our roof. The usual parent. The usual right, parent. The right, usual yeah. parent deal, right? And uh, so I called my buddy up and said, hey, Warren, I just got thrown out. Can you come pick me up? And everything I owned, here's the beauty of it, everything I owned fit in the back of his 1968 oh. Volkswagen Beetle. Wow. Right. That's the, that's <laughs> everything the, I owned. Right. Yeah. That, that's the, 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 the cloud of, of being a foster kid. That's you, right. you didn't acquire shit. No, you, yeah, you didn't, but you, you, so, you, uh, you, you kept it lean. Yeah, so uh, I moved out, and my sister lived fairly close by, and I stayed with her for like a couple of weeks. And then and somehow or another, I rounded up a couple of buddies to rent a house. I don't know how you pull it off when you're literally 17 years old. Seriously. Like today, I don't know yeah, you, today you can you do can. that. Right? Well, not, yeah, today you need first, last, and security. You're screwed. Yeah, so we, <laughs> but you know, I was working. So I What had were you money. doing? Um, I was working at a truck stop. So the, my foster dad had owned a small trucking company and it was headquartered at the truck stop that used to be the, what used to be called Zimmer's truck stop. Is that on the 10? Uh, it was right on the 60 and the 605. It was a huge truck stop. Huh. And I worked at the truck stop, um, pumping gas and yep, pumping fuel, airs and tires, oil. all that shit. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. And I worked you know, loaded trucks and did all that kind of stuff for, for so so and that's like yeah. the trucking central for it was it was Cal- la at the right? time it was big yeah, yeah. that's like the hub yeah okay so you, you made enough to pay your bills yep um yep and i rented a house i remember there was we rented a house for i think each of our rent i think the rent was probably six or seven hundred dollars a month wow. right not too far from where we where I'd been living, and I got four buddies, three three or four buddies to go in. and Warren, I, one of them? No, no. Huh? He used to live with his mom. He didn't get thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 how, how are the girls from Lancaster? <laughs> as it turns out, quite... Was it ex- worth it? As it turns out, quite expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always a detour in life. Yeah, that's right. You know, oh, that's two awesome. girls from Lancaster... Yeah. Oh shit! That's but a- I will. But I will. You know, to to give a little redemption to the foster parents because that was that was pretty pretty. Yeah, that's pretty hard, cruel. That's hardcore. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was hardcore. Right. Yeah, that's hardcore. But that's okay. Um, is that like three weeks or a month later? Right. They they're contacting me and saying, "Hey, listen, you know what? We overreacted. You can move back home." But by then, right, the girls you got to, you got to, I was having so place. much fun, and you know, didn't have to have a butch haircut anymore. No right? curfew. I was pretty cool. No curfew. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Did, <laughs> so, did that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's and you know what? To to for them, if they're not like that, yeah. they're going to get run over. Yeah. By uh, yeah. every kid they every yeah, kid they yeah. foster. Yeah, so if they don't yeah, yeah. if they don't keep those rules, they're that's screwed. Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, a that's a. You know, but they, when yeah. you get a little taste of freedom, oh ooh. yeah, did did uh, there was no turning back? I'll oh, tell you that. Right. So so you went to Cal Poly Pomona. I went to Mount Sac first, community uh, college, Mount, right? Yeah, Mount okay. San Antonio. Yep. So you went, that's what I could afford. Okay, yeah. and it, it was what fucking three bucks a unit then? Oh, right? it was. Yeah, it was. That's what. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> yeah, it was like a hundred and twenty dollars a semester. So whatever. this yeah. is like here's this is something that's kind of interesting, Keith, is because. You have to be a certain type of guy 
to have all this sort of situation happen. And then you saying, I'm living by myself. Nobody's pushing you. You decide to enroll in community college and go to college. Because you could have easily said, screw it. I'll work at the truck stop. Right. So you and you're, this is all for you, right? You're doing this for you. Um, do you, do you remember having that conversation with yourself or, or was it just like, I'm, I'm just enrolling in school and just going? Chris, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, there were, there was an epiphany moment, right? It mm-hmm. was, it wasn't the epiphany moment to go to college. Cause I just, that was sort of like, I just felt like it was probably going to be a better outcome and, you know, nothing in particular driving it other than, you know, I'll, I'll probably make more money. Cause right. you know, when you grow up, super dirt poor, like mm-hmm. nothing, you, money's a big deal, right? Like, yeah. you know, and I see it, personally, I see it in the immigrants that are coming to our country right now. They, you know, uh, you know, it's sad to say, and probably not a fair statement, but I think they will run circles around our kids mm-hmm. because they're just so motivated by, I don't want to be poor. I right. came from They know poverty. what poor is. They, they know, know what, what poor is. is. Our kids don't uh, know what poor is. That's so they know yeah. what poor is. So um, anyway, so there was an epiphany moment. And here's the epiphany moment. I'm in college. I think it's probably my second year. You know, I'm doing okay, right? Still trying to figure out what major I wanted to have, blah, blah, blah. And I was driving a truck part-time. Um, and I did, uh, uh, this was sophomore year second year of junior college. And um, I we had an account called California Grain and Milling. And it was bakery products. Mm-hmm. 100-pound sacks of flour, 100-pound sacks of grain, right, that you would deliver to bakeries all over the L.A. area, right? So I'm in downtown L.A. in Chinatown, and it's middle of summer because you work more in summer than you did in winter because you were going to school. So I'm middle of summer, I'm double parked on the street in downtown LA. It's got to be a hundred degrees mm-hmm. close to it. You know, people are honking and not as rude as they are today, but you know, you're double parked. They're not happy about it. And I weighed at the time probably 135 pounds. <laughs> and I'm taking these hundred pound sacks of grain off the car or off the uh, truck. Right, we, we had a lift gate, so it wasn't that bad. You get it to the lift gate, lower it down, right? And I walk at a Chinese bakery, and the the English wasn't great, so the Chinese guy points at a ladder, and the attic was up, loaded up, up there. The ladder was probably ten inches wide, oh, fuck. and I'm 130 pounds. So I got to throw this grain on my shoulder and haul it up, and if the if outside it was 100, it was 150 in the attic. Sure. And I ne- I'll never forget saying to myself, I am not going to do this shit the rest of my life. Fuck right. yes. That was the epiphany, right. right? It was like, I am not going to do this the rest of my life. And that was probably <laughs> what got me through college. It wasn't so Seriously. much, I want to finish college. It was, I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah. I, I don't need a degree. Yeah. I'm not doing this shit. That's right. Right. Yep. Exactly. You need motivation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Highly motivated. So, uh, and he probably made that ladder, by the way. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> you, right. you get out of Mount Sac. Yep. And transferred to Cal Poly Pomona. Um, you was a, okay. Cal, transferred to, I don't know if you, you have a major now. 
when you transfer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, by then I was a business major. Okay. Business kind of major. Pseudo business major, you know. Accounting, the 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 language of business, that, yeah, that yeah. deal. No, I was not, I wasn't good at accounting. Not good at math. No, I was good at finance. Okay. Yeah. So accounting didn't make any sense to me until they started putting dollar signs in front of it. <laughs> then I, then I stood then the then the light went off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how was how was Cal Poly? Good. good. Yeah, it's a good commuter school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, a commuter school. No certainly really no campus housing or any of that kind of thing. And got a good, got a good, uh, uh, good grades or whatever uh, you write. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I think I graduated with like a 3.1. Oh, okay. Perfect. Let me yeah. ask you this question. I was uh, working a lot. Were you still truck driving? I was. I made. Same uh, Chinese place? I made 20, I want to say I made $23,000 the year I graduated In college. 1975? In 1970. No, was was when did you graduate? Working while I was going to school. Yeah. So when did you graduate? Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Let me ask you this question: um, Do you remember your your college graduation? I I didn't go. You didn't go. No. You didn't go. Mm-mm. I'm going to follow up question. Well, well, here's here's why. Yeah. It was the odd semester. I graduated in December. Ceremonies are in May. Got it. Got in it. May. So by you're then you're fucking it, working. I'm already yeah. Yeah, you're on. <laughs> I'm off. And what 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 was the job uh, when you got out of college? Well, I I, Still go, do- I want to tell you about the jobs in college. There you yeah. go. Those were more f- interesting. <laughs> what did you do in college? Um, so I basically did three, uh, two things really. So I was driving a truck, mm-hmm. and I would um, I would drive local on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, Sunday night, I would load for the Bay Area, drive to the Bay Area, unload, reload, come back, be back by Monday night at whatever time. And, and, and same, seven, seven, same, eight, same load, same drop-off all the time or always no, different? all different. Always, always different. different. Yeah, always different. A lot of times, multiple drop-offs. Yeah. So you drive to the Bay Area, come back, right? And you get paid by the mile, you get paid by, paid how by do you the get hour. Paid? Yeah, okay. By the hour. And then... Tuesdays, I would go to school 7 to 7, right? So I was able to fit all my classes on two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So full load, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Wednesdays, I'd drive local. Thursday night, I would load for the Bay Area again, drive to the Bay Area, come back, and be back by Friday night. And the whole time, time. the whole time you're thinking about the Chinese bakery. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, the driving part was fun. That you know, driving to the Bay Area is easy compared to driving local, right? Right. Yeah, you just just point the get in the right lane and and try and stay awake, right? And so that I did that for about two years. How did you do your schoolwork? um, Sometimes, sometimes in the truck when you're waiting to be loaded. And then sometimes just when you got home, you'd have to power through it. But um, so back to, so I think my senior, my senior year, I think I made 20, I want to say $22,000 in 1979. So you're fucking making money. While I'm going to, going school, to school full time. Yeah. You then, I, then I had a side, I had a side hustle. So I was the campus rep for Adolf Coors. And that paid two hundred dollars a month. Wait, are you allowed to say Adolf Coors? <laughs> well, you're just, just not allowed to say Adolf. At the <laughs> time. As long as you can add Coors to it, you're good. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No one names a kid Adolf anymore. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so and my that, job. Look, 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 Coors. 
Yeah, my, there you go. My job was to promote drinking on campus. Uh, so, that's like shit. shooting shooting fish in a barrel. And my best buddy, my best friend was the uh, was the campus rep for Miller. So we had the we had, had the beer. We had the beer cornered. consortium covered. Yeah, you guys wow. handing out swag and selling beer. Oh, and we got all the free. So we we were in the the we side were, hustle. Sounds like the main hustle. We were also in the in the ski club. Him him and I I I was the vice president. He was the president of the ski club. So when like we Big Bear? when we went to the Colorado River, water skied and snow oh, skied. Oh, but okay. when we went to the Colorado River, I'd go out to the to the uh, to the uh, distributor in Pomona. And literally, they would bring a forklift out and load pallets of dented cans on my in the back of my truck, right? So, so they, the dented cans are free, but dented cans are free. Yeah, and right? you're and so you're, me a and my you're a rap. You're a Literally, I mean, you're t- you're not talking like, hey, dude, can you pick up a twelve pack? It was, hey, dude, can you pick up two pallets of beer? So you, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you were probably a little more popular in <laughs> college than you were in high school. <laughs> Dude, if you're the guy that yes. supplies free beer, you're you're the guy. Dude, were you in a fraternity or did they have a frat? I was system? in a marketing fraternity. They didn't have Greek life, but I was in a marketing frat. Oh, yeah, yeah. a beer marketing frat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's fucking awesome. So, so oh, college the, was the, the last the, two years. The of tables college have was, turned. Was fun. It was wow. Really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then so you get a degree. Yep. What do you do? I. Uh, uh, I know. I keep telling you these funny. I like. Oh, this is a funny story. Yeah, I they're, they're funny. They're, I don't yeah, know they're, they're funny them. stories, but you know they're interesting. So I um, go to the college counselor, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, their their job is to well, what do you think you want to do, and you know, all that good stuff, right? And and I I'll never forget. I just told the college counselor. I said, "What career job, whatever, can you get where you make the most amount of money the fastest?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. And they love said, it. they said, well, that's probably sales. I go, great. That's what I need to do <laughs> right. then. Because that's really the main objective. That's what I, right, which, right, which, right. which, at this point, I'm just going to speculate, but at this point, you're making good money. I was, yeah. And you're making 25 grand a year. Yeah. And you're going to college. Uh-huh. But you're like, there's just that, that agita, right? Of, yeah, of yeah. like, oh, fuck, you know, it's not enough. It ain't yeah, going to be enough. No, no, that's right. So, wow. so I, I luck, luckily, I mean, pure luck, right? I ended up interviewing with uh, Xerox mm-hmm. at the time and got a job with Xerox, which was really the, that was the, you know, that for, was the Apple of the day. It that was, was the, the copy that, machine yep, and, yep. and they toner. were the, they were the hot, tech they literally company. were the Salesforce, Apple, uh, Oracle of they, their time. Yeah, they were the yeah. the Xerox was the shit. It right? was the yeah. shit. Yep. Right. They were best sales they were, training in the world. That was prior yeah. to IBM. Yeah. Well, it was. Or we were competing. Tandem, yeah. We were competing with IBM. Yeah. So the, yeah. the yeah. those were the hottest things. They going. were. Oh, best, that's great. Best jobs you could get. And the the funny part of the story isn't that I got the job. The funny part of the story is when I interviewed. Right. This is remember this is before the internet. I was kind of busy, a little lazy, probably as it relates to like researching. So I didn't really know what they did. I just knew that they was a really good name. So during the interview, the course, the interviewer is asking me a few questions like, well, what do you think of our products? And candidly, 
I didn't know what their products were. It was like, <laughs> well, I think they're great. They're just awesome. I'm best products on the market. And I didn't know that they sold napkins or copiers or what they did. <laughs> you didn't care. You, that was the most, you were going to make the most money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they had a really great reputation. I knew that. I knew that the name yeah, was a big deal. Like it was like deal. IBM, Xerox, at the time, Procter & Gamble, Kodak. Do you remember yeah. your first day? Kodak. Jeez. I don't remember the first day. No. Uh, uh, you I remember I'm interviewing in a white linen suit. How it had. <laughs> oh, white had, linen because suit? Because I didn't have any parents to tell me, hey, bro, you should wear a, a gray suit. or yeah. a Blue suit, right? Navy blue suit, right? So you White get linen, so like you get freaking job. John, Don Johnson showing and up to an interview. <laughs> <laughs> you get the gig, you show up the first day, and you're not driving a truck. How'd that right. feel? Oh, it felt great. It felt really good. I mean, I just felt, I don't know that I felt lucky. I guess, you know, maybe a little lucky that I'd gotten a great job. Remember, you know, you're too young to remember, but 1980 was a recession year. I remember. It was a big recession year. Jimmy Carter was president. Prime rate was 18%. Yeah. And so we were in a recession. The fact that you got a job was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So to get a job that, in 1980. To get a job in 1980 was a big deal. So you're, you're, you're a kid in a linen suit that gets a freaking job. Linen suit. <laughs> show up to work. There's a lot of cute girls. Right, all dressed up nice. Nice. And, and I'm in heaven. Well, this is good. And so you're on the sales force. Yeah. So you yeah. go out, yeah, you do training. Do you remember your first sale? Oh, boy. I have some memorable sales, but I don't know that I remember my first one. You remember, yeah. you remember your, first, your first big paycheck? Well, you didn't get big paychecks at Xerox, not relatively speaking, but I remember getting commission checks that were like 1400 bucks or 2000 or $2,500. And at the time, that was a lot of money. Big money, right? So yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, killer. Um, how long you stay at Xerox? 11 years. Oh, so you're there oh. a minute. Yeah. 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 So 20, you get out of college at what, 22? Tw you're young, 21. That's probably 20, uh, let's see, it's probably 22. Yeah, okay, yeah. so 22. 21, 22, yep. Did, did you, do you remember, did you buy a car? Are you, are you, are you what are you driving? I bought a time? car, yeah. At Xerox, driving a nice car was a big deal. So my first really nice car was a 320i BMW. Oh, shit. Yep. Okay, so you. Black it, on black. And, and did Xerox uh, partake? Was there, no. was there, yeah, there wasn't no. a car allowance or anything. No, no. Right? Uh, but the, the sales manager I had, once a quarter he would, have a sales meeting at uh, like a Porsche dealer or a BMW dealer. Good for him. Because he wanted, he wanted uh, all the sales folks driving buried, nice cars right? and buried, buried. in debt. <laughs> right. yeah, he, wants, he wants everyone to have three kids right. and yeah. Yeah. two yeah. cars Fucking and two a mortgage. And, <laughs> oh, I know you should get that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Old oh, school yeah. guy. What was his name? Uh, my first uh, my first boss was the district uh what they call the district manager. His name was Gino McGarity. And Gino played football for the Detroit Lions oh, at geez. one point in time. Big guy. Really yeah. big guy. Crazy. Fun. Yeah. So Xerox was a fun place. So you were there eleven years. What 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 made you leave Xerox? Uh politics. Uh -huh. Right. So I was always a top performing sales guy. I had eight different jobs in the eleven years. 
And I was always a top performer as it relates to results. The further you moved up in the organization, the more political it became. Yep. It wasn't about results anymore. Good old, good old corporate structure. Yeah. So that was one thing. Um, the second thing was uh, geography. If you want to move up in the company, you were either going to go to Rochester, New York, or Stanford, Connecticut. Stanford, Connecticut. Right. Yeah. And I didn't. I wasn't too keen on that. And then, thirdly, I realized you're never going to get rich working for Zorak. You'll, right. You can make a good living, but you're not going to get rich. And I just had this feeling like I I want to I want to do better than that. Whatever whatever better meant. And what what is what is better? So wait, did you leave or or did you just say I'm done? Yeah. Did you like say one day, hey, uh, yeah, on I'm, May first, I'm leaving. I wanted to. I, I ended up. Part of it was I ended up with a boss. Uh, after, we all do. Yeah, with they uh, suck. Eleven, eleven years. I had a series of really fabulous bosses that all you know. We had a great relationship. Encouraged but, you and yeah, inspired and they, you, and they, and, and they recognized performance and mm-hmm. I ended up with a with a boss who came out of the service organization not the sales organization <laughs> and he thought it was easy and every, real, anyone a, could do it a real people person yeah right? and it was like kind of asshole. one of those we just didn't jive and and so that helped you you needed make, him that helped make the decision yeah easier. you needed yeah. him because yeah. if you kept having those guys you'd stay I probably would. Yeah. 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 I still believe it or not, I have friends that retired from there and we all hired on at the same time. Yep. What did what did you yeah. do when you left? Um another funny story. Um I was so I'm thinking about leaving, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time there was no internet. There was no Indeed or you know, whatever the current application. Grinder is what job. Pat's on. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> Grinder for boys. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Pat. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I, I was in Denver visiting my sister. I'm standing in the airport, and there used to be a publication called the National Business Employment Weekly, which was essentially a rag that published jobs. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sure it's out of business. Oh, wait. But yeah, <laughs> long, long ago, right? And I'm flipping through it because I got 45 minutes away for an airplane, and I see this job description, and it, and literally, I look at the job description. I'm like, "Oh my God, that's like the perfect position for me." They're looking for people with my background, blah blah blah, right? And then, of course, the negative part of it goes, "Oh, it's probably in freaking New Jersey or Pennsylvania or somewhere worse," right? Sorry, Pat. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> and it turns out. That it's in Santa Ana. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm in Denver reading this, right? Long story short, I go meet the company. They, It's in the equipment leasing and finance industry, which is what I'm in now. And they're telling me about the income opportunities, and I'm skeptical. Like, I don't believe it. And did, did enough homework to realize that, no, this is, this is for You're real. like, hey, don't, what, what, don't, what don't sell it? a salesman. What, yeah, right. What's the numbers they're throwing out at you? Well, I think at Xerox, I probably was making at the time, what year would this have been? Probably 1991-ish. Yep. Right? I was probably making $140,000 a year. That's a fucking ton of money. Well, it was a... It was a it was, at, at, at any point, sorry, Keith. Yeah. At any point during this... Maybe 120, whatever did you yeah. Did you... Right, as a kid coming from the foster care, did you feel like... 
I could take a breath, you know, with the, with money. Like, right? like, I'm, I like, feel a little I'm, secure, I'm, a little I'm, safe, a little. I'm, I'm not two inches from homelessness. I'm, I'm okay. Maybe not. Well, that's a, <laughs> that's a really interesting question. Um, you don't feel, you don't even feel that way now, huh? No, I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm is, still, but I'm still cheap. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the National Business Employment Weekly, right? I'm so cheap, it costs probably 50 cents to buy it. I don't buy it. I just write all the information down. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Oh, uh, 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 tonight, so, tonight's guest is Keith Duggenstein. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, I was probably making a hundred, maybe one hundred and twenty, one hundred twenty-five thousand a year at Xerox, and these guys are talking about guys a lot or somewhat younger than me, and they're talking about oh, we got guys making two hundred fifty, three hundred, three hundred a year. I'm Shit! Like, Holy smokes! And then I talked to enough of them to believe it. And uh, they hired me in managing a team of 13 people in the equipment leasing and finance industry, and I could barely spell the word lease, much mm. less knew what it was. Well, so, and, and did yeah. you have any prior management experience? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ton of okay. sales management. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, ton of that, which is why they hired me. So let yeah. me ask you a question. And, and the magical word Xerox. Yes, that, that helped a lot. That was a big draw. It was wow. a big draw. That and we hired, they were hiring at the time people from Xerox, IBM. Yeah, that, with, those with are the, really all the good name brands. like corporate background right. that they knew had been trained. You well. apply for a small company here with uh, Apple or Microsoft on your resume, and you're like, That's right. hey, you get our attention. That's right. Yep. Wow. You're a monster. Yeah. As, a, as, a, as a sales <laughs> manager expert, like, what what do you look and and you've hired a shitload of sales managers I'm assuming ton of them. What do you look for in a sales manager? What do you what, what's your definition of sales manager? Sales manager or sales rep? Manager. Manager. Um, they they got to be able to be willing to roll up their sleeves and develop their people, train, 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 mm-hmm. and you know, depending upon what the role is, they also have to be a good salesperson meaning they got to be a good closer because they're probably going to be helping their salespeople close deals but really it's about if you're not fostering willing to develop people you probably shouldn't be a manager you should probably be an individual contributor yeah okay so it's about it's about paying it forward right yeah Yeah, spreading spreading the love yeah bringing bringing your guys up okay that too many sales managers that think that their sales reps are like fine wine I put them on a shelf and they'll get better over time. Mm-mm. That's not no. You gotta you gotta make a big investment, right? In the people, and you have to like that, right? Right. No. You, mean, yeah. You know, the, right? the the best sales managers I've ever seen get yeah. off on doing that. That's well, right. and, and yeah. they're uh, the best sales managers I've ever met are not the best sales guys. No, they're people. People. They're, they're better they're, at they're bringing management the room up, yeah. than yeah. they are at yeah. individually hammering a deal. It's funny. It's interesting. I agree with you. I mean, I candidly, I was a, I was a really good sales guy, but I wasn't the best. There were salespeople that were better I, than I. Yeah, was. I've I've yeah. seen some sales managers mm-hmm. that just have a magical little streak in them, mm-hmm. where they can grab twenty two sales guys, and channel them into doing their job. Right. Yeah. Where that guy, if he was on, 
on the floor or do it or whatever isn't that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. an eight yeah. to ten car a month sales guy, right? But yeah. as a manager, he's like, dude, he's the fucking best manager out there, right? Yeah. He's got all his guys doing fifteen. No, cars. And, and it's like it's probably like a guy in in the military where you're like, you got everybody in the foxhole and you're you're taking your team and you're telling them what to do. But if you're the if you're the frontline guy, you're like, oh shit, I'm not running out there first, mm-hmm. right? Right. right. But he can channel inspire everybody. you to it, yeah. And yeah. he's competent enough to be able to, that's right, to to yeah. figure it out. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's neat. You take the job? Did you take I the did. job? I took the job. Okay. Yep. What was the name of that company? It was. Uh, it's called Cal First Bank. It ended up being a bank. It was originally called Amplicon at one time. Uh, the owner was. That sounds super made up. No, Amplicon. Like, you know what? That's funny because. I heard stories that the story w- that the name was made up. That's exactly. <laughs> I mean, the the CEO of the company, the founder, would never admit it, but it's, you um, can pretty much be sure that it was exactly. Yeah, right. So, so, so you take the job. Where are you living at this point? Um, where was I living? I was living in Yorba Linda. You buy a house? Yeah. I did. You remember that experience? I do. How was that? Uh, I remember being thrilled that I got a mortgage under 10%. How about that? Right? We're almost there again. We're almost there again. Yeah, yeah. It was a mortgage (laughs) under 10%. I was thrilled. My first house. I was like, I think I got like a 9.75% mortgage. Like, under 10%. This is amazing. Isn't that that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So. um, And what were you driving? uh, I always bought used. um, I always bought used. Luxury cars. So I buy used Mercedes, a used BMW. I think I had yeah. a, I think I had a six thirty five CSI at the time. Ooh, oh, nice. Okay. So and you I, let you let somebody take the twenty percent hit. I did. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen eighty eight. Told you I was cheap. Yeah. That's cheap. value shopping. Yeah, that's right. right. You didn't buy a piece of shit, <laughs> yeah. right? That was really cheap. You were like, I'll pay good money, but it's I'll pay be... good money for a good car, but yeah, yeah let right. somebody yeah. else take the haircut. So yeah. so right. how long were you with Omni? Omnicon? Amplicon, Amplicon, Cal First yeah. Bank. I stayed with them for seven years. Okay. And uh, so by then I was married, uh, two, two infants. One was like four. One had just been born like one. And my wife, or two, and my wife was pregnant. And I walked in uh, after a seven-year career I think I made three hundred and forty-five thousand bucks the year before. We were living in Corona Del Mar, and I told her, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm going to quit my job and go do a startup." Fuck yeah! <laughs> this was in nineteen ninety, uh, 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 right at the height of the dot com. Yeah. Okay. Right before, uh, yeah. right before that last recession. <laughs> yeah. And I raised a uh, I raised money from uh, from two great uh, firms. Um, SoftBank and yep. uh, Trinity Ventures up on Sand Hill Road, up in the up in the valley, and uh, fast forward, the company didn't work. Most part of that was the fact that the Nasdaq collapsed in um, March of was it nineteen ninety or ninety one? Ninety one. I think I think that yeah, was ninety or oh, ninety one. Big collapse was ninety one, yep. right? And. Uh, not not to blame it on external, but it was a, also a somewhat ill-conceived idea, and but it was in the leasing space. But I learned a ton, met some really smart people, 
um, and ultimately use those relationships to start the company that I founded in 2000, uh, 2005. 2005. So you graduated college in 80. Correct. So 80. So 2005. So 25 years later. I was a late entrepreneur. They if all you think are. about you it. You guys right? all are. Right. I mean, you know, you know, I know the young people now, you hear the stories about the guys who start companies when they're 19 and you know, whatever. But I, I was more conservative than that. So going back, going yeah. back to leaving your, your job, your, your yeah. salary job. Yeah. Making really good money. What, what, living in Bay Shores at New in uh, Newport Beach. Okay, so you're living in Bay Shores. You're making 350k. Have a baby. Two, ba ba two babies. Oh. One, one on the way. Okay. And you tell your how? What, what was that conversation? You remember that? You know what? Um, I have to give my wife all the credit in the world. If if I was giving advice to anybody, make sure you marry the right person, and that she was. If you think that's what we should do, then. Love Let's it. do it. Love That's it. so great. So she was a hundred percent supportive. Never, there was just no doubt. I had to, I had to commute back and forth between here and the Bay Area for six months without my family mm -hmm. when they were that young, right? And she's, she's just a trooper, greatest mom on the planet. Wow, wow. That's so great. Yeah. So seven or how long? How long did that venture last? Uh, about a, about two years. So the just two years, the yeah. two year run, right? Yeah. You get enough capital to, to for two years. We raised seven million dollars. Okay, at the time that was a lot of money. Yeah, and that and then yeah. it just petered. Well, it yeah. The answer is yes. We started what was going to be a a marketplace company where you disintermediate the intermediaries, right? Mm -hmm. And so you you know you put the funding sources directly with the client and eliminate all the middlemen. The Expedia, Ex exactly. Except our business is, the leasing is far too complex for that. Got it. As it turns out. I didn't know that at the time, but it is. Right. You, and, think, you, think, you think you can You think you can, it, right. But. Um, but the good news is, is that we ended up developing a technology platform that is, was actually utilized for another 10-plus years uh, through a company called Capital Stream. So our company is called Wired Capital. We ended up merging the company with Capital Stream towards the end of my run. Uh, I hired a technologist to replace myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know what? Like I said, learned a lot. Did that become a software play or a, it, or a be, license it, play? It ended up being a technology play, and I'm not a technologist. Yeah. I'm a finance guy. Yeah. Right? So, so so your your second venture on your own, Yeah, you start that up. Your wife obviously is a trooper. She's like, "Okay, babe, let's do it again." Yep. Took, uh, a, took a second mortgage out on our house. Oh fuck! <laughs> so you you went all in. Yeah. How how scared did you get? Ah, uh, you know what? Did you ever get puckered again? No. That's no, nice. I, I just had. You knew. Well, I knew enough about our business and industry. I mean, yeah, you know what? I don't know. That's been what almost twenty years. So. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, maybe it's all faded, and, and maybe I was scared, but I don't, I was very conservative, I will tell you that. Right. I ran the company like we were out of money every day, even though we weren't, right? That's a, that's a, that's a great strategy, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, I ran the company on a shoestring 
when we didn't need to be on a shoestring. Right. But, but you know what? I don't regret that at all. I'll, I'll never forget the first business trip that me and my co-founder took. We, we were flying to Florida. And uh, so at the time, you know, we, the cheapest hotel we could find mm-hmm. and room together. Yeah, wow. we, remember, we're grown we're, men. We're, right. we're grown men. <laughs> grown we're men. Late thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I would have yes. been a hard no. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, oh no. I was like, hey, oh no, we're not, we're not paying for two hotel rooms. Right, right. No it's reason a, to pay for two damn hotel. We're splitting one hundred and fourteen dollars. <laughs> oh, oh no, not that, <laughs> not that much. Oh no, we're talking. Yeah, we're dra- talking. We're talking thirty 60, miles to the meeting. Sixty-five bucks a night type right, stuff. Red yeah. roof in. Wh- yeah. Where did uh, uh, when when did yeah. you know? Your what was the name of the company that you started? The second company, uh, first, first, first national capital. So first national capital. Yeah, you start. You're running on a shoestring budget. When do you kind of know that? Oh fuck, we got it. Is there ever ever a, a time in that? Probably, probably. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say three years into it would probably be about the right time. Okay. We but we were profitable marginally profitable, reasonably profitable within 90 days. Wow. Oh, geez. So we turned it And what year, is, what year is that? 2005. So we, you know, one of my claims to fame, I tell the employees that I'm talking about hiring, because, you know, they, they want to know about the financial wherewithal of the company. I'll tell them, I go, we've been profitable every month since the third month of 2005. Man, that's got to feel good. Yeah. That's got to feel good to, to tell the people – yeah. In your company. Like, hey, yeah. we don't lose money. No. I make money. Yeah, we it's what we do. Money. You guys are good. Don't worry. Yep. yep. Wow. Well, so yeah, it was, they, they want to know there's some yeah. stability, yeah. right? And yeah. you're like, uh, yeah, well, here's our track record. Yeah. yeah. So our scary point was probably 2008 and nine. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just Jump you. in, the water's freezing. Yes. The big, <laughs> the big financial. Uh, what do you mean? I haven't heard about it. The financial <laughs> meltdown. Yeah. The, cr- the crisis. And we, and we were in the financial services yeah. business. So that was scary. But, you know, it was, uh, you know, we were. How many, how many, how many clients just stopped paying you? Um, the good news is we had a business model where most of our true credit exposure we had laid off to third parties, right? Okay. So kind of like a... Yeah, you sell the paper. You sell, sold the paper, yeah. Right. Um, but it was it was a it was a little bit of a scary time, but we still... 2010 ended up being a record year for us. And Yeah, and 2010 was a great year. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, 08 and 09, was there some some clients that, that defaulted where oh, you yeah. were like, holy shit, oh, yeah. those guys are defaulting? I well, thought they were bullets. I'll tell you the scariest part was we were selling paper to GE Capital at the time. They were a great partner of ours. I'll never forget the phone I'm a, call. I'm a big Jack Welch fan. Are you good? Yeah. Yeah. So we got, I'll never forget the phone call I got from our rep at GE Capital. And he said, hey, Keith, he goes, uh, this is probably 2009, late 2009. And uh, he goes, I, I need to let you know we're not, we're not doing any deals, right? We're not buying any paper. And remember, our, our buy sources are our lifeblood. That's where sure. money comes from, right? And I and I'm thinking, okay, well, um, I go, well, for how long? He goes, well, I don't know how long. I go, well, is it, 
is I'm thinking in the back of my mind, well, it's just for the smaller companies like us that you're not buying paper from, mm -hmm. right? And he goes, no. He goes, Keith, we're not doing any financial transactions worldwide for we don't know how long. So yes. at the time, if GE Capital was a bank, they would have been the third largest bank in the world, and they literally were frozen. So that's wow. how that's how frightened. So that was that was probably the scariest thing. Is like that was like right before Bear Stearns went down. It was right before Bear Stearns <laughs> yep. failed. That was the time that, where right. Campbell was like in D.C. The going, end of the world, baby. We were ten, ten hours. We were ten hours. He said the, he said the end was. of the world wasn't weeks away; it was hours away. He said ten hours. Too. How about that? How about that? <laughs> so that's right. So it was scary time. So, but the message I said to my organization was, guys, we have two two choices here, right? We could either capitulate and claim that the financial services industry is all crap and, you know, we're all going to fail and we're going to be, you know, I guess we're all going to have to go find new jobs or we roll up our sleeves and realize that we're going to have to work five times as hard as we did last year mm -hmm. to make the same amount of money. And if you're willing to do that, you should stay. And if you're not, you probably need to right. go. You don't want them. How, how many people stayed? Everybody. Yeah. Huh? Who's a good sales manager? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, everybody stayed. Yeah, well, that's not everybody they, worked five times harder, but no, yeah, but five times harder. Well, you know, a <laughs> lot of those egregious. sales guys thought they were. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, they were working one and a half times harder. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. which is in our mind five times harder. That's right. So, but yeah. then 2010 banner year. Yeah, that was. So, so what happens in our industry is when the banks withdraw, which is what happened. Right. They run for the hills, right. That leaves room in the marketplace for the independent finance companies like us. So Scrappy. we're sort of last band standing. And so the customers that had to get deals done, we were... We deals were, were getting done. We were doing... Deals, deals. are and, getting and done. And when, when you say uh, uh, deals are getting done, what what's like the top five deals as far as what you're, what you're leasing? Oh, Top five in terms is, of dollars is it, is or it, just no, just is it, is it just Every for time? our listeners? Is it? Oh, okay. we, you know, we yeah. have a billion listeners, so we're trying to a billion. I'm, I'm trying to help them. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, is it? Is it? When you say equipment, is it big presses? Is it? Uh, okay. Is it uh, yeah. agricultural? Is it uh, jets? Yeah. Is, what is it? Well, I don't know why you asked me that question at this point because if you have a billion listeners. <laughs> 999 million have already tuned out. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have 40 listeners. Yeah. It's, my, um, it's my mom. Okay, it's your mom. <laughs> um, so we, our roots as a company was in what we call hard collateral, right? So we did uh, mining, in particular um, coal mining, um, oil and gas, so drilling rigs, frack spreads, anything oil and gas related, aviation, so we did private aviation, so corporate jets, turboprops, right? Okay, Not, so you're fronting the money for the plane, and the company's making you payments on the plane. That's right. Okay, exactly. Yep. And then, um, and then you know, manufacturing, construction, but what we what we uh, call hard like backhoes and stuff, yeah, hard okay. collateral. Yeah, what we call hard collateral. So you have an item to go touch every month yep. and check the serial number and make sure they're paying. Well, and you touch it. Yeah, you wish it was that easy. But right. Yeah. But send three <laughs> pictures, right? 
Yeah. Your your audit. So your flooring company for your finance company, the yeah. bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, do you remember the the I don't know. I want to say stupidest, but do you remember when you started making real money? Like what you bought? Like, did you buy a Rolex Presidential, or did you buy a, something frivolous just or like, exciting? Besides oh. the Ferrari. Pat, I have to tell you, the Ferrari is the most extravagant Fuck thing I've yes, ever bought. Dude, ah, I love nice. it. Right? I love it. I was, I, I call it my midlife crisis. I could either, you, we, we live in Newport, right? So we could all be honest here, right? It's like a lot of guys in Newport, they go get a new wife. I said, <laughs> I'm going to go get a new car because that's a whole lot cheaper than a divorce. <laughs> oh, man. Like, how many, that's great. How many, uh, how many guys do you think that's your, that bought their first frivolous thing from you, Pat. Yeah. No, like we've a celebrated. A handful, right? A bunch. We, we've celebrated so many business deals oh, with this fuck. silly stuff we sell. Uh, and it's cool, right? Because, uh, and and you didn't come in and say that. I don't Because nobody yeah. wants to verbalize that, right? right? It's yeah, internal. Yeah. It's internal. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's, it's a internal. personal feeling. It's a personal feeling, but it's one of those things where, like, it's, it's, that thing it's yeah. Like, yeah it's like it's, what do you do right what, what are you gonna do with all your money yeah right like yeah i'm gonna buy a ferrari yeah fucking nobody needs one but <laughs> no. man guess what no. i'll bet you when you drove away in that car uh, fuck dude oh, it was. i'll bet you whatever you paid for it was worth it was yeah. no 50 10 times it worth was the no 55 chevy truck that's right oh dude it's so wonderful yeah. i'm uh, gonna i'm gonna give i'm gonna give pat some kudos here though, right? <laughs> so we're talking about Good sales skills, right? Good sales skills. So I'll never forget, Pat asked me, he goes, well, what else, what else are you looking at, right? And at the time, I was looking at the Bentley, right? Oh, yes. The Bentley convertible. I've always, I've always loved the Bentley convertible. Pat says to me, he goes, well, how old are you? <laughs> I said, oh, well, I'm, at the time, I was, what was I, probably 59. He goes, oh. Because you're way too young going to Bentley. <laughs> Insult. Insult. <laughs> exactly. Right. He goes, keep, only, keep, only old guys drive Bentley. Keith <laughs> drives out in his Ferrari in the next 10 minutes. Sorry, he's like, oh, how quick can you get the paperwork done? Oh, it was, oh, it was, it was so classic. Sidebar, yeah. how easy yeah. was it to buy a fucking car from Pat? Super easy. Right. Huh? Super Dude, easy. We used to make it so he, fucking easy. Well, Guys would drive it, away with yeah. the car and they'd be like, did I even give you yeah. a check? The, the yeah. name of the game was Ease. I remember once we we sold a guy a car and then pull. I, I, I see, I'm at Espresso Bar and I see Polis sprinting through the showroom, yeah. running down PCH. I said, what the fuck happened? Polis was like, I forgot to get money. Oh, <laughs> it was so easy. He yeah. forgot to collect the check. I didn't collect money. <laughs> I'll tell you how Pat closed the deal. It, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll tell oh, you. I'll this, tell you. This one's gone. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'll, how Pat closed the deal. He, he basically, I had my son with me, Willie, right? And um, I had my son with me. And, you know, most car dealers are like, okay, well, we'll take you around the block and let you drive the car and blah, blah, blah. He hands me the keys. It's a Saturday afternoon. He goes, why don't you guys go have lunch in Laguna or something? And yeah, we see close if, at 5. See if you li like the car, we close at 5, <laughs> right? And best part is I dropped the car off. I think I dropped the car off late. and I can't remember whether you were there, whether we even had a chance to talk remember. much, right? The next day I get a call from Pat. He goes, nice test drive you had. 
I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, you had it up to 140 on PCH. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, they must have a computer on that thing. <laughs> he goes, how'd you like the car? I go, I liked it a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I anyway, love it. Super easy. Yeah. So It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay. Man, Keith, what a great, great story. Um, we're a little bit on the clock, but I, yeah. we'd like to wrap it up with sort of two, two vibes. One, you know, you know what we feel about entrepreneurs and what, what would be your message to our youth? Um, and secondly, how do, how do we find you? How do we find your company? Oh, um, well, and the, and the first yeah. one is Keith talking to 19 year old Keith. Sure. Right. You know, um, I'm a big believer in, I, I don't believe you have to be the smartest uh, person in the room. You don't have to be the sharpest tool in the drawer. You have to work your tail off to be successful, mm-hmm. right? I am currently, fortunately, surrounded in my company by a whole bunch of people that I hired that are, frankly, in many respects, a lot smarter than me. And... Um, but you know they 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 don't have as much risk taking genes or entrepreneurism for lack of a better term that's not any that's not to disparage them in any way shape or form right. but my point is is that i am not the smartest guy in the room a lot of the time but i will outwork anybody and that's what it really takes to that's be, awesome to be successful is you know desire and hard work will overcome just about anything. Yep. Right. I love it. Amen. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I'm going to, I got a third question. Where's Warren? Warren is also very <laughs> successful, but he never went to college. Interestingly enough. Fuck yeah. Warren um, didn't. Him and I are still best friends since eighth grade. That's great. I talked to him this morning. <laughs> um, he turned out to be, uh, not to bring politics into it, but he's a liberal and I'm not. <laughs> and so we have some pretty good debates. <laughs> uh, 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 but, uh, what does Warren do? Uh, he's he's uh, currently semi-retired, but a little bit of an entrepreneur. He's had a couple of exits out of, out of the healthcare services startup space that he did pretty well in. Nice. Uh, he's a great dad. He's got three daughters and... Uh, other than being liberal, he's an awesome guy. Warren, Warren, that's, that's Warren awesome. picking that's you up in a bug. Warren, Warren, Warren is, is a bad, good exactly. fucking dude. He yeah, is. no matter his political bent, he's a good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good awesome dude, and dude. and he has a yeah. open invite on the pod. Oh, we'd yeah, love that'd that be Warren. great. Awesome, we'd love yeah. him. We won't we yeah. won't talk politics, but we fair we, enough. We yeah, hug exactly. we hug Warren. Well, the poor guy ended up in Marin County. What else can we? <laughs> Right, yeah, right, that, right. That yeah. Sends it everything. might just be a, it might just be fake, so he can live there. It could be yeah. <laughs> or a fad. Uh, yeah. Where do we where do we find you? Where do we find your company? Um, well, it's uh, I believe our uh, website is www.firstncc.com, but it's First National Capital Corp. Uh, we're listed as the fifth largest independent equipment leasing company in the country. Wow. And uh, we've funded a little over $3 billion worth of deals since we started the company. So Wow, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. We, sh- that's we should be findable. 
That's yeah. a, that's, oh, that's a uh, a long way from the Chinese bakery. Yeah. A long way from the Chinese bakery. <laughs> so I don't I don't have to lift things. But but I think the Chinese bakery played a very important part. It totally did. Like it, that's important, Ab- right? Those little things in life that just you get peppered with absolutely. that 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 shape you and change you is really freaking cool. That's right. That's yeah. awesome. Dude, Keith, thank you it. so much. Yeah, Thanks for can't, sharing. Can't thank you enough, Keith. Thanks for trusting us. No. Thank you. That's great. It's been a real pleasure. Great awesome. stuff. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Nice.